Yes. We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move up. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show with Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right. Welcome into another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. This show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ. And we are here to get you. The lowdown on all things basketball. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, for our 24th edition of the lowdown in season three. As always, got plenty of basketball to talk. BJ's best. What's on Drew's mind? A little bit of sprinkle from DraftKings. Talk about some fanatics, some tea public, some merch, and, and all that jazz. And all that jazz. Yes, indeed, but plenty to talk about. NBA All-Star Weekend going down this weekend, big time in the NBA. BJ gets to take a, a break from the bashings of NBA fantasy for <laughs> for a bit. Uh, I mean, it's, so, it's, it's been, so alive, frankly. It's been, yeah. It's, it's so been sad. not not a great season, unfortunately. There's a reason why they are continuously just dumpster fire. <laughs> and we, of course, dip back into some WNBA free agency because some stuff happened right after we recorded this and put it out. So wow. we just we got to oh, talk really? about those things because they're pretty important because it was pretty shocking when some of that went down. And we got some context on that today, full context from one of the general managers, uh, one of uh, – my buddies asked him a question, and mm-hmm. he gave full transparency. So we're going to get into that, uh, all of that here today. Uh, BJ, whenever you're ready, anyway, we will. We'll do that. Well, I am ready, Drew. Let's get at it. Yes, indeed. Let's do that. All right, BJ, 2023 NBA All-Star Weekend. Here we are once again for our third edition of the lowdown NBA All-Stars. Wow, that's hard to believe. Yeah, right? And here I am in my, my Mavericks gear. And, BJ, we're taking two players to the All-Star game. We sure are, but Drew. only one of them was he gained his All-Star selection with us, and that was Luka. Yeah. Kyrie got his elsewhere and just brought it over to us. But nonetheless, the first time the Mavs have seen two players representing at the all-star game since 2009 2010 yes Mm -hmm. with jason kidd our coach and dirk hard to believe and even harder to believe bj these two guys we're sending they're both starters they're both starters and kid was not a starter that year no neither was dirk which is hard to believe And, and neither was dirk that year so when was the last time, BJ, if ever, the Dallas Mavericks sent two Mavericks as all-star starters? Well, you can think of a chance here in 2006, 2007, the last time before that, that Dirk had an all-star with him. And that was, guess who? Josh Howard. Josh Howard. Wow. But I do not believe that he was a starter. I do not believe uh. that he was a starter. 
I don't think he was, Drew. I really don't remember the last time if if we've ever had two Dallas Mavericks that have both been starters during All-Star Weekend. My, because that was his lone All-Star appearance, and I doubt he was a starter and just wasn't an All-Star again. You had yeah. to just squeaked in, you know? When when Nash and Dirk both made it in 02, they were both reserves. I do remember mm-hmm. that. Um, I mean, we okay, you talking so about... 2002, 2003 is the Mavericks' only chance, I believe, to have that. Unless Aguirre and Donaldson were starters back then, but... Uh, Nash and Dirk know. were also all-star reserves in 2003. Mm, both reserves, but, so it has not been seen. Yeah, I don't think this is something we've ever seen before, Drew. And the only way it can be seen, BJ, is if we re-sign Kyrie Irving in the offseason. Yeah, and he makes another All-Star run again. Yeah, he would. He would, if, as long as he is healthy and everything is going swimmingly. Then we could have two All-Star starters. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, but it has never happened. In Mavericks history. And it's only very technically happening now. It's a technicality that we'll take nonetheless. <laughs> we'll take it. I don't know if they're going to put it on basketball reference and make it count officially. Probably not. It'll, it'll count question, for Kyrie, but it won't count for the Mavericks, I don't think. Yeah. And good thing it's not in uh, an East-West thing out there and they're doing the draft. Or like, how would it work out for Kyrie? He was declared an all-star in the East and then moved to the West. That would have been a pickle back then. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we saw it in the NHL. There was um, a player that was traded uh, just before the NHL All-Star game. Ended up suiting for the division for his old team. So Kyrie would have been suited up as an Eastern Conference All-Star. Ugh. Yeah. Gross work. But as, luckily as he gets to get that. drafted. And it's a live draft this year, yeah? It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I like the TV stuff. It was funny the way they did that with, with Harden last year, <laughs> the late pick, and not, not trying to put him on KD's team and and all that. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. We got some substitutions uh, in this all-star game. BJ, no Steph Curry due to mm-hmm. injury. No Zion Williamson due to injury. And he, he had a recent setback, so... Don't know what his timetable is like. Uh, no Pascal, or sorry, uh, Siakam is an injury replacement player for, I believe, uh, the Anthony Edwards as well. And who's Fox coming in for? Because I said two names. Oh, KD, KD Kevin Durant yeah. not playing due to injury. So Fox, yeah. Anthony Edwards, and uh, Pascal Siakam are the all-star replacements. Some good names there, Drew. I mean, we're, you're talking about there's, you know, always feels like there's going to be a snub. I think we made it right with, with some of the injury replacements, especially De'Aaron Fox. And the year that Sacramento's having, especially, as you and we talked about, has been in large part because of De'Aaron Fox. And so him being named as an injury replacement, it will be an all-star game appearance for him, and, and rightfully so. The captains are LeBron and Giannis, right? They're the they're the, yes. the guys yeah. taking the draft. Okay. So, BJ, instead of drafting ourselves this year, I thought it better to try and pick your brain to see if you can pick the captain's brains. Okay. And by that, I mean I'm going to go through the All-Stars, and you tell me if you think 
this captain will pick this player. Okay. Okay. Giannis Antetokounmpo. And we'll see how many you get right. Okay. Do you think Giannis will draft Luka Doncic? No, I don't think so. I think LeBron uh, will draft Luka. I think LeBron has been pretty consistent in wanting to get Luka on his team in the past couple years. I think that will continue this year. Do you think LeBron James will draft Damian Lillard? You know, that I mean, obviously it can go either way, but I, I think he's going to go to Team Giannis. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm not saying that to be a contrarian. I promise. Okay. Which captain do you think drafts DeMontis Sabonis? That feels like a Giannis pick to me. Mm. Okay. Okay. Speaking of Giannis picks, you think, do you believe that Giannis would draft his teammate, Drew Holiday? I think so. I absolutely think so. You don't think LeBron would snatch that, just in case? No, I, I feel like LeBron is, is going to, you know, try to assemble as much, you know, of the, the, the big name stars as he can. And, and I think that, uh, you know, not to be critical of, of Drew Holiday, I think that Giannis is going to try to build and, and craft more of a, like, playing as a team dynamic. And so I think Giannis will end up taking his teammate because he's played, you know, ball with him in the past. Will both Dallas Mavericks players end up on the same team? So basically, do I think that LeBron is going to draft Kyrie is what you're asking? Essentially. I I don't know if he does, Drew. I I think that there's... Mm, uh, Bad blood. I I don't think there's any bad blood, but, I mean, we saw how LeBron and and Kyrie played together in the past. They, They didn't mesh as well as they you would have hoped they wanted to and i don't know if if uh, lebron is ready even for a one night off kind of deal all-star game appearance to have Kyrie as a teammate i don't know i i think there's a possibility but i think it would have to be Giannis drafting luca and Kyrie. i'm not sure that i think that they'll be end up being teammates in the all-star game either who do you think will be the number one pick in the draft. Man, there's so many talented players. It's it's tough, but I think Drew. Mm. And this this may be maybe a little bit of a bold take here. Oh, bold takes. Let's hear them. I think Jason Tatum is the first player off the board. Whoa! All right, that's a little. Crazy. That's a little spicy. A little spicy. That's a little something. But little you look something. at what what Jason Tatum's been able to Who's do this year. Him? LeBron. LeBron's got the first pick. Yeah, he had the most. I was books. gonna say. I was gonna say. I didn't remember how they did it, but it wouldn't surprise me. I, I think LeBron will play. I think LeBron will pick Jason Tatum. Yeah. If 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 it's LeBron that gets the first pick, then I I'm more leaning towards Luca. Yeah, I would just I was just I guess assuming because I think he had the most votes overall. So I would I assume the player with the most votes would get number one pick. You know? 
Yeah, it, and we won't know until Sunday night. Um, I don't think that they have announced who gets like first selection. Maybe they're trying to figure out whether it's like a coin flip that before the draft starts or or what the case may be. But the thing about it is, is you know, do they already have like you know different like colored jerseys or I mean, you 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 got to know kind of who the teams are going to be because like what happens if you draft a player that's wearing a white jersey everybody else is wearing like purple because they're in salt lake so i I don't know i'm really hard pressed to believe that it's going to be you know something that hasn't been determined already beforehand who will be the last pick in the draft the last pick in the draft this, this used to be called the Mr. Irrelevant pick until Brock Purdy came along and changed that. Uh, no, and all, all uh, in all seriousness, who was going to be picked last? What you got, Drew? Drew I'm going to go with Tyrese Halliburton. I think oh, that I think I think he's a good player, but I don't know if if he's going to be picked up near the top. I, I if and I'm not trying to you know, be mean or anything like that. But, you know, it's it's kind of, you know, there's going to be like two guys left and, and Halliburton will be the one that's not selected with the next last pick. I don't know. Okay, two this more is just questions. a crapshoot. <laughs> two more questions, BJ, for the All-Star part anyway. Okay. One question. One question. Will anybody get posterized in the All-Star game? If so, who is more likely to deliver said poster? Now I don't think anybody's going to get posterized, Drew. I think that you, I think you'll see some some good dunks, but you know, I mean, there's not going to be pressing enough defense that somebody's going to get near close enough to anybody that would be going up for a posterizing kind of dunk. I think you're just going to see a, a dunk with nobody around them kind of deal in the paint. I would wager John Morant try that because he just does it all the time. Maybe like. I don't know if him and Embiid are on opposite teams. Embiid, I don't know, wanting to block a highlight block. Embiid might know. be able to. Embiid I just might feel like John to. Morant's going to want to launch it back and try and dunk on whoever, whoever is the tallest player on the opposing team. That's yeah, it's just in his blood to do it. Yeah. And, I, and I, I, lastly, BJ, mm-hmm. who will be the All Star Game MVP? Ooh. Man, I don't remember who we said last year, Drew, but, you know, Steph Curry went off and had an all-star game record for three-pointers made. I don't think we're ever going to see, you know, another player come close to to doing that. (sighs) Who is going to be voted the all-star game MVP? I'm going to say, Drew... I think Joel Embiid will be. Oh wow! I think okay. Joel Embiid will be the All Star okay. Game MVP. Okay. I'm going a little bit out there tonight, so right. we'll, we'll see. Hey, hey I it's like, like it. Like I Get said, it, it's a total crapshoot. We have no way of knowing what's going to happen. I couldn't even tell you who we picked last year, but I don't think either of us picked Steph Curry, and for him to do so. that, it was just like, what was no. going on? No, I don't think we did pick. Uh, I don't think we did pick Steph Curry last year. And if I had to pick someone to be the All Star Game MVP, I'm gonna go with Kyrie. 
I like Kyrie it. Irving. I like it, Drew. Good picks. Good picks. It's only been the Kobe Bryant award for like what two years? Maybe? I think this will be the yeah. I think this will this be, be the like second. a third. Or Either second the or second third. or the third, yeah. So I feel like that's something Kyrie would like to have. On when when his did shelf. The, when did they change it so that the fourth quarter it was first to twenty four? Because I think that was the first year that it was the oh, Kobe Bryant um, uh, All Star Game MVP award. I don't know. I, I think that was twenty twenty one. Because twenty twenty was bubble. Yeah, I don't know. Well, no, they had the All Star Game before the oh. Well, but they they yeah. hadn't that that was right after the oh. the plane or the helicopter crash. So I don't think they had changed it at that point. Yeah. So and maybe they didn't make it that fast. So maybe last year was the first year. Yeah, I so can't. Either remember. way, either way, that's something that Kyrie, I presume, would want to get now. I could absolutely see that, Drew. Um, you know what's going to be interesting is going to be that uh, AT and T slam dunk competition on. Saturday is it going to be interesting? I I don't know. Let's. I mean, I've got some highlights here. Of some of the comp the competitors. Well, let's, you, yeah, you. We've seen some crazy dunks from them. Well, let's you see might. what these guys. Let's see what they got then. Okay. See what these dunkers got. Excellent driver and finisher. Been really excited for this matchup with Sabonis and Alfie. Huh? AJ. Oh, just it on Sabonis. So that was Kenyon Green. Next mm-hmm. up. With the ball, turns it over. Here's Rose, alley up to Sims. Oh, beautiful fast break on a perfect feed. Jericho Sims. After offense, up ahead for McClellan, and Mac McClellan will throw it down on the reverse dunk to end the season. Mac McClung. Okay. Over the top. Primo on the run out. And Trey. Did you see me? I guess so. Mama, I caught a body. Oh. And that was Trey Murphy. And that's my pick, Drew, to win it this Trey year. Trey Murphy? Trey Murphy, yeah. I, I wanted, I couldn't get a clip. There's a clip of him. He did like a, a he was a, alone on a fast break. And he did a, a sweet two-handed wheel, windmill flush. I wanted that clip to play, but I could not find a uh, a good clip that we could use here for the show tonight. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with Trey Murphy. I th- think he is one of, if not the best dunkers in the sport right now. I think he's going to prove it on Saturday night. Okay. I'll give an underrated selection okay. to Matt McClug. I like Matt it. McClung. I, I think it's going to be, it's going to be either McClung or Murphy in my book. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know a whole lot about these guys in general. I knew McClung. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that video before of him dunking. That's the one I've seen. Um, but who knows, man? The dunk contest is kind of unpredictable with like not as many of the stars we know because like we don't pay attention to these guys near as much. Like, who is who is Kenyon Martin? Well, we recognize his name, mm-hmm. and then you say Trey Murphy. Anybody who just hears Trey Murphy is not gonna not gonna yeah. know who that fella is. Yeah. No offense to those guys, but. Dunk yeah. contest is just not star studded like it. I, I was gonna no say it's not, not as it, like it used to be, but um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna go with Mac to get the get the dub there. I like it. I, I like Trey. You like Mac. We got like somebody different. There are five judges drew this year. Jamal Crawford. I was just about to ask you about this, BJ. Yeah, Jamal Crawford, three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year. Lisa Leslie, the eight-time WNBA All Star. Carl Malone, obviously represent for Salt Lake, fourteen-time NBA All Star. Harold Miner, two-time Slam Dunk Champion. Somebody that should know. And also somebody else that should know what it takes to win a slam dunk championship. Dominique Wilkins, nine-time NBA all-time, NBA all-star, I should say, and two-time slam dunk champion. Carl Malone also representing the pedophiles. Whoa, 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 whoa. Come on now. Wait, wait. This is wait. why I was going to Carl Malone. He's been <laughs> under backlash about getting to be an all-star game judge because of his history. Yeah. But well, I mean, there... there's there's we'll some, see some very creative tweets about him during the all-star game uh, or during the dunk contest. I'm sure once he pops up on the screen, there'll be, be great content on him. I, w- I was going to say that the thing about it is, is with, with it being in Salt Lake and, and as kind of, you know, recognizing the 30th anniversary of the all-star game, um, who are you going to have? If not Carl Malone, John Stockton, he's got his own. Either one. You don't, want, you, you don't want him either. He's yeah, just I was about bad, to say, but in a different way. There, there's a, a, there's, there's reasons that you can find for, you know, limiting almost anybody to not being there to a certain extent. It, who could you bring uh one time all-star Gordon Hayward? <laughs> Yeah, bring back Gordon Haywood. Uh, and Utah, who were the stars that were? It could have even Mike Conley, even though he's not. Uh, it was Memphis. Well, I know, but he was. He's been there for a few years now. I don't count that. I, I know. One, uh, one time All Star in Utah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. That's probably about it. But yeah, either way, say, either way, you lose in that situation. It just, it just makes it better. I was to say we 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 we'll, we'll survive. We'll make it through, and we'll have a different location for next year's All Star Game. But more interesting, BJ, the three point contest. We got some mm-hmm. shooters we out some here. Shooters. Yeah. Uh, there's been one replacement um, for Afrony Simons, I believe. Yeah, Anthony Simons. Yeah, who was the replacement? It is Julius Randle of the New York Knicks. He I saw join, that today, and I was just like, oh, my God. He's going to join uh, the other seven members of the competition that include Tyrese Halliburton, previously mentioned from the Pacers, Tyler Harrow, who has been close. I don't quite remember if he's won it in the past, Drew, but he he's been close. won't win this one either. Buddy Heald from the Pacers as well as in it. He's a good three-point threat. Kevin Herter from the Sacramento Kings. Dame time. Damian Lillard is in it with, of course, his, uh, his you know, I mean, when you're talking about one of the best, just deep threats, there is, you, you've got two buzzer beating deep three pointers from Damian Lillard in the playoffs. I mean, that's remarkable. To send teams home at that. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum of the Celtics is also in it. And the hometown fra- favorite for Salt Lake City representing the Utah Jazz, Lori Markinen. Who is your pick to win this, BJ? I mean, it's tough to go against Dame. I'm I'm not picking against Damian Lillard in this competition, but if I had to, Drew. Oh, perfect. If I had to, because I, I my my pick is Lillard, but mm. if I had to, I think I'd go with Tatum. I think oh, okay. Tatum is primed to win it. 
like that. That's an interesting selection. I'm right along there with you. Uh, Damian Lillard is my first thought as like the guy who should win it, probably mm-hmm. would win it, especially if it's you know his day. Then he's on. He's going to take it. Yeah. But if I had a dark horse in this race, BJ, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Mr. Red Velvet, Kevin Herter. <laughs> The like Sacramento it. Kings like the bring beacon when hardware. Kevin Herter potentially yeah. wins the NBA three point shootout. Bring, bring home the only hardware Sacramento will see this season. Stop! We were so nice to them before the season started. They're gonna hate us now. <laughs> I said their guy is gonna win the three point contest. They should be happy. They, they want more than that, Drew. They want to avenge the O two loss to the well, Lakers. All they, well, they're gonna get more than that. They're gonna make it to the playoffs. I don't know about avenging anything, but they're gonna get there. If they have to face the Lakers, I feel bad for them. I don't think they're gonna have to. Face I just feel the like Lakers. the curse would just be ah. <laughs> Well, the West is so close, BJ. You never know. And this is true. That's true. I, I think they've gotten a little bit of separation. And Drew, I, honestly, I mean, I, I know it sounds bad, and this is still a long ways off, but mm-hmm. do I do I trust the Lakers not full strength in the playing tournament? I don't I don't know if they win both games, they would need to mm-hmm. to get a spot. Anyway, that's still a long ways off, Drew. And of course, what else do we have going on? This All-Star Weekend, isn't there a Kia Skills Challenge, Drew, that we've got to break down? Yeah, there's a Skills Challenge, BJ, and the Antetokounmpros are back. Are back. Yeah. They did not win? Three no, before? they did not. I think last correct. year was Team Cavs that won it. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. And the interesting thing about the Antetokounmpo family is the complicated names to start. Giannis? <laughs> The Nasus, and then they just kind of gave up Alex. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just they, nice, good, lengthy names. Yannis. The Nasus. Alex. Alex. Well, I mean, you can, wah, wah, wah. You, can you can you can have a, a traditional Greek name and still shorten it. Like Alexander would be my guess is Alexander onto Takumpo, and then he just shortened it to Alex. I bet it's just Alex. You think it's just Alex? Could be. But you know who? what is not, Alex? What? The hometown team that's going to be competing this year. Last year, it was the Team Cavs. This year, with it being in Salt Lake, it's Team Jazz. Jordan Clarkson, Walker Kessler, and Colin Sexton. Didn't Colin Sexton just play in this last year with Team Cavs? He did. <laughs> he just he's, likes being at All-Star he, Weekend. He, he's going he's gonna to be the hometown team wherever the All-Star game goes for, from now on. Not a bad idea. That's looking, not a bad we're looking idea. free agency. We're like, okay, where's All Star Weekend at this year? Oh, it's in Orlando. Well, one year deal is with the Magic. Be a magic. <laughs> magic player here, Pronto. Um, well, speaking of the Orlando Magic, Drew, they I are represented you... on the final team in this Kia Skills Challenge. Good segue. The team rookies: Paulo Bancaro of the Magic, Jaden Ivey of the Pistons, and Jabari Smith Jr. representing the Houston Rockets. Drew. You went with Antetokoun Bros last year. I went with Team Cavs. Who are you going with this year? I'm going to go with the Rooks this year. Dang it. You took my pick, man. You took my pick. I wanted to take Team Rookies this year. I thought about doubling down on the Antetokoun Bros, but I just don't have faith that they're going to get it done. Not in the other two. Not in the other two. I got Giannis. Like he's gonna do fine. But the other two, I'm shaky about. I'm shaky, shaky. Um, 
And I was going to say about Walker Kessler earlier, BJ, that's why I wanted the Mavericks to draft this last yeah. year. Remember that? I do remember that. And he's had a good season. He's had a great season, yeah. Eight and eight average right now. He's doing yeah. so good. He would be good. What do we need right now, BJ? Interior defense. Yeah. And that's what he's providing. That is what he has provided. He's done done a great job, Drew. I, I, I'm right there with you. I think it would have been a great pick for the Mavericks, but... Yeah, I'm 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 also taking the team rooks. Um I, I I think that they're I think this is the best chance. I think last year's rookies were really good and, and probably could have won. But wasn't it wasn't, it was Evan Mobley that hit the half court shot last year, wasn't it? That mm-hmm. like out of all the, the guys that you would have thought for team Cavs to, to get it done the quickest, it was Mobley. And if you want to, BJ Rising Stars rosters here. You got four mm-hmm. teams, Team Gasol, Team Noah, Team Williams, and Team Terry. Mm-hmm. Team Why Terry go- is all G League. Okay. Are you taking Team G League or Team Williams, Team Noah, Team Gasol? Well, you want me to break down the rosters real quick, or do you want yeah, me to? Yeah, you can go. Okay. I, I, I... So Team Gasol is Paolo Bencaro, Benedict Matherin, Jaden Ivey. Scotty Barnes, Jose Alvarado, Keegan Murray, Andrew Nimhard. Uh, for Team Williams, you've got Franz Wagner, you've got Jalen Green, uh, actually was replaced by Ayo Desunmu. You got Alperen Sagan of the Rockets, Trey Murphy III, previously mentioned in the dunk contest with the Pelicans, AJ Griffin of the Hawks. Uh, You've got Bones Highland, who is representing the Nuggets, even though he was traded to the Clippers. Walker Kessler again, uh, Drew. And, of course, as mentioned, uh, Desun Mu uh, replacing Jalen Green. Team Noah has Evan Mobley from it last year. Josh Giddy of the Thunder. Jalen Williams, also of the Thunder. Jeremy Sokon. Uh, Quentin Grimes. Jabari Smith, Jr. Jalen Duran, who is not playing and is going to be replaced by Terry Eason. And, of course, you said Team Terry has the G-Leaguers. C.D. Sissoko, Scoot Henderson, Mojave King, Kenneth Lofton Jr., Mac McClung, Leonard Miller, and Scotty Pippen Jr. So who am I going with? Mm-hmm. I like Team Gasol, Drew. I really mm. think they've got the best assembled talent uh, this year. And I, I'm hard-pressed to I, – I, you know, I, I'm not really going to be surprised. But I think Gasol, Team Gasol, is the best out of these four rosters. So I'm going to go with Team Powell. I'm going to go with the sleeper squad, Team Williams. Okay. I like their center duo down here, Kessler and Singoon. Mm-hmm. You got the explosive Trey Murphy, Jalen Green, who can get you a bucket, Bones, Franz Wagner. They might be able to get it done. Well, Green's not going to play, Drew. Yeah, uh, yeah, you said Green's. The Sun move. Mm-hmm. His son. Oh yeah. Well, AO will be fine. AO. Not a big, not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, you can still get a lot of points from 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 uh, Franz. He's a yeah. he's a budding young star, but I think it might be the centers that lead that team. To be honest, but it's very possible. The sleeper squad. I, okay, I like it. I like it. Well, so we'll see that tomorrow night. That's Friday night on TNT as part of NBA All Star 2023. That's the oh. second event. Gosh darn uh, it. What's up? I almost skipped over this, BJ. You might have been leading into it. Celebrity game? 
I was leading into the celebrity game because uh-huh. that's the second event. It is following after the Ruffles All Star Celebrity Game on Friday night, uh, and so it's going to feature uh, actors, comedians, Grammy Award winning musicians, athletes, more. Uh, so here we've got the teams. Uh, if you're ready for this, let's do it. We've got Team Ryan, which is led by the uh, Utah Governor or Utah Jazz Governor, I should say, Ryan Smith, and honorary captain Kane Brown, five-time American Music Award winner, rapper and recording artist Corday, Diamond Shields of the WNBA All-Star Team with the Phoenix, Calvin Johnson, Megatron, former NFL player. Marcus Myon, TV host, The Miz from the WWE ranks, former MLB All-Star Albert Pujols is on this team, Everett Osborne, the actor, is on this team, as is Ozuna, Guillermo Rodriguez from ABC's Jimmy Kimmel Live, and Cinqua Walls, an actor. Guillermo. Guillermo's going to be on this team, huh? And then the other team, which is Team Dwayne, led by, of course, NBA champion, Utah Jazz minority owner and honorary captain, Dwayne Wade. His roster has Nikki Jam, who's a Latin global music icon and actor. Simu Liu, actor, been in a lot of things recently, Drew, uh, including the um, Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think he was was Shang-Chi, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Content creator from YouTube, Jesser. Uh, you've got Hassan Minhaj, the comedian, NFL player DK Metcalf. You've got Janelle Monet, actress, singer, songwriter, Arike from your Dallas Wings, the WNBA All-Star, 21 Savage, the rapper and recording artist. You've got the actor and NBA brand ambassador for India, Ranveer Singh, Francis TFO, tennis player, and of course, the Peloton coach and Puma athlete, Alex Toussaint. Some some pretty st- talented uh, names here, Drew. Now, how much does that talent come out on the court? I don't know. That's a good question. It's gonna picking? be it's gonna be interesting to watch, BJ. I feel like I want to go with Team Ryan to win it because they. I feel like the Miz can play basketball, and I don't know if. D Wade's team has enough firepower. Yeah, he's got Arike to match Diamond, and he's got DK to match Calvin Johnson. But uh, Twenty One Savage, I don't know if he's that great of a hooper. But I think I feel like I've seen the Miz in a in a celebrity game before or something. I don't know why I feel like this guy can play basketball. But Albert Pujols is too old. Guillermo is just going to be there to make us all laugh. I don't know a lot of Arike's team besides DK Metcalf and Twenty One. I think so, you're sleeping. I think you're sleeping on Team Dwayne, Drew. I think Enrique's uh, gonna have a bajillion points, but DK Metcalf's gonna have to have a bajillion too, I guess. It's obvious you don't watch Jesser. Jesser is. Uh, I do not. I did not. He, he is. He's. Uh, he's he is probably talented enough. If if he didn't have to worry about the conditioning, he could probably be a G League player. I think he'll be oh, okay. able to get some some good points. I think DK. Oh well, Metcalf's I'm gonna go speed. with D Wade's team. Then, You're gonna go with Team Dwayne if he's that good to be almost a G League. I don't know anything about Jesser, so I was, okay. I, was I, I I I think it's again. It's it's really just gonna be. Um, just kind of a complete shot in the dark as to who wins this game. I was going to go with Team Dwayne since you were going with Team Ryan, but I, I don't really think. going to have like 40, so. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Yeah. It will be fun to watch, Drew. So that is everything going on this weekend 
at the NBA All-Star Festivities in Salt Lake. And now, finally, it's time for BJ's Best. Well, thank you, Drew. I just wanted to uh, kind of bring this up. You know, the big game was Sunday night, Drew, and we might revisit this here in a moment. But, uh, you know, one of the best things I saw is kind of the NFL Twitter becoming NBA Twitter. And I don't have any uh, I don't have any uh, supporting, you know, evidence or anything like that, like uh, like screenshots or anything. But did you see all this uh, kerfuffle that went down earlier this week? Well, it depends on what you're referring to specifically. So on, on Tuesday, at Valentine's Day, um, Super Bowl champion winning wide receiver oh, Juju yes. Smith-Schuster tweeted yes. out His Valentine a Valentine's card, Day know. card. Yes, yeah. and it was a uh, it was an image of a Valentine's card like you like a child would, would make for, you know, one of his friends or one of her friends or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And on it, it has a picture of James Bradbury. And if you didn't watch the the Super Bowl on Sunday night. Um, it came down to at the end, Juju Smith-Schuster was trying to run a route. He got held by James Bradbury. Refs throw the flag. Chiefs get a first down. They're able to go down and milk the clock almost all the way down before kicking the game-winning field goal and winning the Super Bowl. So with that being the context, Drew, the Valentine's Day card said, I'll always hold you or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'll and, always be there to hold you. Yeah, some, something like that. And uh, so Juju tweeted that out when saying Happy Valentine's Day. And boy, did that stir the flames. Because then A.J. Brown got into it. You saw Tyreek Hill getting involved. Patrick Mahomes was at Disneyland. Even he had to tweet about it or something like that. And I, so this is the first time, Drew, that we saw NFL Twitter kind of verge on what we've we've had an nba twitter for for a long time now this was probably the the craziest day uh for for nfl twitter in in quite a long time have you because you know juju smith schuster is supposed to be enjoying you know as being a super bowl champion getting ready for the parade that was going to be held on wednesday and he tweets out a meme uh for valentine's day and trying to poke the bear and stir the frame the flames a little bit because that that holding call, which, I mean, we can talk about later on, uh, has been widely debated uh, by a lot of football fans. Uh, so he, he just kind of, I don't know, should have read the room maybe? I, I thought it was funny. I really did think it was funny. I thought it was funny too. But, I mean, if you're if you're A.J. Brown, you're, you're definitely going to respond like that though because, I mean, yeah. you're, you're, you're mad you lost – you know you're a better receiver than Juju. And, I mean, if that doesn't go down, I mean, do they win it? Are they able to finish that off like that the way they did? Does he even catch the pass? He he would not have caught the ball, Drew. Probably not, that. yeah. But Kansas City would have still likely kicked the field goal. What everybody's most upset about is they thought that Jalen Hurts and the Eagles should have had one more chance and see if Kansas City's defense could have gotten a stop. Well, BJ, by God, if you put any of those fans, if you put anybody in the position of Kansas City, what in the heck are you going to – are you going to feel bad for that moment happening? Or are you going to be like, yeah, we're about to win a Super Bowl. We don't even care. We don't care if that ruined the ruin the Super Bowl for you. We gave you all these minutes of good Super Bowl until the end. We milked it down for a minute and a half, two minutes, so we could win our championship. So what? You know James what? Bradbury you you know what? Held. 
you know what might ruin the Super Bowl more for Eagles fans than that call? Rihanna being pregnant and, and all the men being sad because it's not no, their baby? No, that's not what I was going to say. That might be a reason, a very yeah. valid one. But what I was going to say, Drew, is when your defense, that very same defense, gives up two wide-open touchdowns and back-to-back drives a couple minutes apart, and you go from being up six to down eight. You didn't get a stop at all on the Kansas City defense in, in any second-half drive. You gave up 24 points compared to scoring just 11. You had a 10-point halftime lead, end up losing by three. I mean, if you get one one more stop, if, if you can you know, be able to hold your coverage, then it doesn't matter what happens there. It doesn't matter whether the flag is thrown or not because you could not stop Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense when it mattered most. And what that's da- what I think they should be more upset about. What down was that on that? Uh, that was a third down. So it was like a third and nine or a third and 11 or something like that. Um, it was, and, and the pass was uh, heading towards the end zone. It overshot well, Juju and the flag flag came in. And the more frustrating thing for those fans is if that isn't called, Juju doesn't catch that, it's fourth down. Yes, they get the field goal still, but Eagles get a chance to score mm-hmm. again. And that's what a and lot of people that's, are that's upset about. That's the biggest about. thing. They, they wanted yeah. the chance to see whether Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia offense could have gone down and, and gotten either a field goal to tie and send it into overtime. Kansas City don't want to see t- that. No, Kansas City sure doesn't. But I, right. I, and I, I think, Drew, I think the biggest thing with that is that, and I don't know why this is the case. It seems like there are just people that want to hate on Patrick Mahomes. Maybe it's just because he's already getting comparisons to Tom Brady and everybody loved to hate on Tom Brady, you know, Patrick Mahomes is a young player. He's won two Super Bowls. You don't have to follow his brother on TikTok and, and watch his annoying TikToks. You don't have to pay attention to anything his wife does. You can admire what he's able to do on the field and respect how good of a player he is without, you know, being a whiny little crybaby about a call that was the right call in my book. And people are just greedy. They wanted the perfect Super Bowl. Whether it be whether it be Jalen getting all the way down there and triumphantly triumphantly running into the end zone and winning it that way, or the Chiefs getting a stunning stop at the end to cap it off, they want something like that. They want their cake and they want to eat it at the end too. Absolutely, and I still think even with yeah, I get it though. I get it too. I get it too. But life's not a Hollywood movie, Drew. Yeah. And I games, understand games like don't play out that way. And I understand the the number of people that are like you don't make that call in that moment. You you get those things, you hear that all the time, but like you don't if make it's that a call penalty, in that moment, but you, when make, you make the it? call. Exactly. Like if it's a penalty, you make the call. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter when or it's where either, the, the it's play you're is. on the team of the player that made that mistake and you're frustrated that they made this mistake in that moment. That's their fault. Yeah. Or you're the beneficiary of a crucial penalty that you needed to secure your victory because without that, victory is not guaranteed to the Chiefs. With it, it is guaranteed because they dictate the time and and everything there at the end. And and credit to James Bradbury for for acknowledging, yeah, it was a hole they were letting us play. You know, earlier. Yeah, in the they game, played the whole game. They let mm-hmm. them play all game. Yeah. And then people were talking about it that is as it went on. And that's why people were more frustrated that that call was made at the end. But everyone saw it, though. Like, yeah. you see it with your own eyes. I, I get it if it's something super controversial. They're in the booth mm-hmm. for a while. It's up in the air with everyone. 
but everyone saw the grab like that's a definite hold we all yeah. know it's a hold as much yeah. as you hate it right there yeah. as a fan in that moment you want the perfect game it, yeah. it's a hold he messed up chiefs first down they dictate the game they're gonna win it how they want to <laughs> and yeah it's ugly it's slow it's ticking it down to the final minute kicking it in and getting what you came there for but if I'm them, I'm being just as selfish. I wouldn't care if I could, if I had two minutes to milk it down, and well, just, I could milk it down for two minutes somehow. Well, just, I would do it. Just think about how selfless Jarrett McKinnon was. You know, he had an opportunity walk in and have the game-winning Super Bowl touchdown potentially right. slid down at the one, so that they could guarantee that the Eagles would not have any timeouts and they could, you know, drain it down as much as possible and, and not right. give the Eagles any time. That's the best thing that you can do from a, in a football sense, strategy wise. So he almost forgot too for the people. Yeah, that he, were he got down like live, at the one. You could like see that he like, Oh, I see the hole and he hit his little burst. And then he was like, Oh and wait, they oh, said, wait. To, they said, don't do that. <laughs> so he slid down yeah. and I've seen the appreciation post for him and everything. Like, yeah, it's a super bowl. It's what people dream of scoring a touchdown in it. And, and it yeah. was, you know, it means the world to slide down and be down at the moment. So you can, you know, win that championship for your teammates and everything. He forgot for a second. <laughs> I, he he can't. I, I would need somebody to ask him. Did you forget that they asked you not that's, to run the that's end a, zone? That's, they yeah. said, Jarek, make sure you don't score a touchdown. And, I mean, he's a rookie, too. So that's that's even more like knowing the situation and not no, no, scoring. No, not, because Not Jarek McKinnon. He's not. Oh, the Pacheco. That's right. Yeah, Pacheco's yeah, I, the rookie. That's right. But, well, yeah, McKinnon, you know, uh, that was that would have been a huge moment for him. Yeah. And but yeah, it, I'm great. I'm glad that he realized it and had just enough room to slide and not get that foot in there because you can see it like in his face that he saw ends on this like, ah, but like, wait, I don't yeah. need to do that. So, so <laughs> he probably two... wouldn't be a Kansas City Chief if he had gone in the end zone. You have so that got... moment for the rest of your life, but you lose your job. I've got two final points to make on this, uh, talking about this. We saw back even way back in week two, Drew, uh, Nick Chubb of the Cleveland Browns scored a touchdown, put them up 13 with under two minutes to go, and they still lost that game to the New York Jets. So McKinnon going down, we've seen that, you know, a touchdown, you know, not paying off for, for the team that scores it. And so that's absolutely the right play in that moment to waste as much time as possible because the clock is the enemy of the team that is trailing. And and lastly, to everybody that says that that ruined one of the best Super Bowls of all time or whatever, I don't think so. I think it was still one of the best Super Bowls we've seen, even despite that. I I think the back and forth nature of it, maybe it's not remembered as fondly as, you know, the, oh, it's picked off by Malcolm Butler in the end zone when Seattle threw it at the one yard line or, or the, the, um, the last time, or I know that was in Arizona. Uh, but Man. the the time before that in Arizona was when the Giants upset the undefeated Patriots, and both of those games are remembered very fondly. I still think this was up there as one of the best Super Bowl games, probably top ten, top fifteen. Since you're talking about that throwback game, specifically that Malcolm Butler one, I hated yeah. that. I hated that ending. That I ending, stand yeah. It. Like, yeah, we played it all out to the final second, and I hated it. So that's I that's the worst the Super Bowl than that other one. Yeah, th- that was the worst way that you could lose a Super Bowl. Not not scoring the touchdown and, and giving the other team enough time to to uh, to go down and win it themselves. Imagine that... having money on the Seahawks that night. Oh, 
Gosh, you know, just man. like you're about to you about to walk into a bag. You yeah. probably went somewhere irrationally bought something because you knew they were about you to were walk into cash the end it. zone. Yeah. yeah. And then and you then turn you around and you're like threw it and you check it your you, you get ESPN and it's like ding ding ding. Tom Brady has won another what? <laughs> yeah. You're like and then <laughs> Man. Life's over. But yeah, I was gonna say you gotta worry about those bad beats every now and again. Sometimes you gotta Dude. make sure that those bets cash out before you go and make that irrational purchase for bad beats are so crucial i hate having a bad beat but hopefully you won't have a bad beat ladies and gentlemen if you're using DraftKings sportsbook which you should nba fans like you you get to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba this week new customers like yourself can bet five dollars and win two hundred dollars in bonus bets that's right, Drew. And, you know, with it being a, uh, a weekend full of NBA All-Star action, I'm sure you're going to be able to get some good bets at DraftKings. You can get for a limited time, if you're a new or an existing customer, all of you, everybody can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. You just go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you opt in, place the same-game parlay, on any NBA game that could include the NBA All-Star game, as far as I know. And if it does not hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. So tonight the Clippers are favored on the road in Phoenix, and I've got those Clippers winning that game. But Drew, you know, we've got some games next week when the NBA returns from their All-Star break that, uh, you know, we've got some pretty good matchups. Next Thursday, the Sixers are hosting the Grizzlies. And John Morant, he might be all right. He might be fine in the West, but he's not fine in the East because the Sixers are going to defend their home turf and beat the Grizzlies. Mm. And then I like Golden State on the road to take down the Lakers. Those are some you of the like national Golden games. Golden State on the road? Over Who the likes Lakers. Golden State on the road? Not many I people. like Golden State. I know, I'm being a little bit ballsy with this pick, Drew, but I think that the Golden State Warriors – are going to enjoy the rest that they need, even though Steph Curry will not be back in the lineup. I think the the Warriors are going to go on the road and beat those Lakers next wow. Thursday night. We'll, re- we'll revisit this. We'll see. But that is what's uh, looking ahead to all the NBA action. And don't worry if it doesn't hit, because you'll get a bonus bet back with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Drew. Well, we wrapped up last week's episode and we thought that the craziness had come to an end with the WNBA free agency. But we've got some more moves, Drew, that uh, went down just after we we ended the, the show last week. And so for those of you that were not able to keep up with it, Drew, uh, just kind of go over what, what was the big name. Was it Brianna Jones was the big name that uh, was committing and going back to Connecticut? Was that the biggest move that we saw look at bj trying to skip my segment what's what's, what is he doing <laughs> acting like what's on drew's mind doesn't matter anymore 
That's right. That's right. I forgot. I forgot. It is time for what's on Drew's mind. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I forgot what the heck we're doing with the show. I hope you have the right answer to this question I'm about to ask you. Okay, Drew, what's on your mind? Do you like Marvel, BJ? Do I like Marvel? Yes, I like Marvel, Drew. Do you love Marvel, BJ? I I think so. I mean, I I have been, you know, ever since Avengers Endgame, how good that was. There's been some really good movies, and then there were a couple that I didn't really enjoy as much uh, okay. in that span. So, I mean, I still enjoy it. And I'm, I mean, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania comes out here this weekend. And oh, it's I'm probably. Out. Oh, okay. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess Thursday night, the, the yeah. first showing, but I'm going to try to see it at some point, Drew. Ever here in an hour or so, technically it comes out, I think. I thought, I thought it was like seven o'clock. Or I something. don't know. Maybe, Maybe it did just come out. Something like that. We're on. Anyway. But yeah. anyway, BZ, I just wanted to check in and make sure you were a Marvel fan. I, uh, I, I was gonna add, I was gonna ask you previously, but that would have just given away what I was talking about today. So that just <laughs> didn't make any sense at all. Um, I was coming into it because I just wanted to see uh, how you think this movie is going to go, and uh, there's a lot of hype surrounding it, and I'm just wondering if you think it's gonna be a good movie. And it's going to be one of those that you like in Marvel for it's going to flop. You know, I, I think that this is going to be, I, I, you know, this is, I think if I'm not mistaken, Drew, this is the beginning of phase five of the Marvel cinematic universe. It they is. wrapped up, they wrapped up phase four with the, the uh, black Panther Wakanda forever at the end of last year. And so, you know, in just a, a short two year span because of, uh, you know, the COVID pushback and everything like that, We've already gone through a, a whole nother phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we've already seen, Drew, from phase four is that you know, Kang, the Conqueror, Kang the Conqueror, played by Jonathan Majors, is going to be a bad dude. And the Avengers are going to have a tough time to being able to stop him or defeat him. Um, and I just, I think this is going to be a very good movie. I think that this is going to be I hope I'm wrong, Drew. I, I think this is might be the where we have to say goodbye to Ant Man. That's my that's my bold prediction. I hope I'm wrong. But everything that I've seen from the trailers, I just don't know if Ant Man's gonna be able to come out of it alive. Dang. I know. I, I like I said, I hope I'm wrong. But I, I think this is gonna be a fantastic emotional movie, you know. Paul Rudd is uh, his uh, Scott Lang. He's going to be trying to reconnect with his daughter who grew up in the time that he was stuck in the quantum realm. Um, We found that out back in Avengers Endgame that he was in there for like five minutes. But while he was in there, everybody else aged up five years. And so his daughter, who was, you know, a little girl and everything that still loved her dad is now a teenager and, and so it's going to be interesting, the dynamic with, with uh, Scott and Cassie and, and kind of where they go with that. I, I expect it to be a very emotional movie. And I did check ahead, BJ. There's some early reviews and ratings on this movie okay. from critics. Okay. And not looking good. Not looking good? So okay. far. That's 48%. Surpri- that is surprising because a lot of the, or I think the first two movies, Drew, got really, really good reviews. So, 
Hmm. Let's see. Is that the, the Rotten Tomatoes you're looking at? I'll I'll read a top critic review on here that's closest to the top on here. Okay. This is from Kevin Maher. He said it takes an impressive amount of ineptitude to plonk seasoned pros such as Douglas, Pfeiffer, and Murray around a table and produce little more than awkward groans as Murray wheels out his quote wacky Lothario shtick. Hmm. One out of five score he gave it. Wow. But that's all that he that's the all he gave it, or that's all he talked about? Or oh no, he's got a he's got a full review. I just uh so so you said it was in the like four four forty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh yeah. You know, I, I look at IMDB because usually you kind of get a better feel for where things are gonna be rated because you know, unfortunately not no fault of Rotten Tomatoes themselves, but they have been bombed you know, like both. review bombed before. Yeah. Uh with with people that are doing stuff to try to tank a movie down. I wouldn't expect it with this, but everything I've seen so far, IMDb, 6.6, which isn't bad. No, I don't think it's uh, over near the the first two Ant-Men, but... And VJ, let's run through some of these movies and see how many of them you have seen. Okay. Um, Where did it... I had them in order. There it is. So, I'm going to go in order... Of which you should actually watch them. Okay. The chronological order, not mm-hmm. the year order. Okay. Have you seen it? I didn't hear what the first movie was, sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. I have seen it, yes. Okay. Captain Marvel. I have seen it, yes. Iron Man. Yep. Iron Man 2. Yep. The Incredible Hulk. I don't remember if I saw that one. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Thor. I'm pretty sure I've seen it, yeah. Okay. But it's been a while. Five and six are in question. Uh, Marvel's The Avengers, the original. I have. That That was my favorite until uh, in-game. Thor, The Dark World. No, and I don't want to see that one. <laughs> okay, so you might not have seen any Thors. No, I I've, I know I've seen I've seen the the, the most recent one? two. I've seen I, oh. I'm pretty sure I've seen the first one and then the third and the fourth. But I did not see Dark World and and I don't plan to. Yeah, I heard it was bad. That's what I've heard too. Uh, Iron Man three. Yes. Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. I have yes. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yep. Avengers: Age of Ultron. I have. Look at you go, BJ. Rocking. <laughs> Ant-Man. Yep. Captain America Civil War. Yep. Man, he is a fan. Black <laughs> Widow. Yep. Black Panther. Yep. Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep. Yeah. Doctor Strange. Yep. Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Good. You've seen about 18 or 19. I've, I've seen, so seen a lot of them, yeah. Ant-Man the Wasp. Yep. Avengers Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame. Yep. Loki. I have watched Loki, yes. Mm. There's another one. I haven't I haven't I guess I've missed this in the stream of movies. What if? I've I've watched What If. It so What If is a kind of a look at like alternate uh Marvel timelines, like changing like 
one thing like um, there was one episode where um, instead of Captain America, the soldier, the super soldier serum was given to Peggy Carter. Mm-hmm. And so she became Captain Carter. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's kind of cool. That yeah. It. It's worth a watch. It's they're like 30 minutes each. And I think there's like eight of them. So, oh, okay. WandaVision. I have seen WandaVision. Yes. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I saw that one. Yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home. I did see that one. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Saw that one. Spider-Man No Way Home. I've seen that one. Eternals. I saw that one. Okay. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yep. Saw that one. Hawkeye. Saw I saw Hawkeye, yes. Moon Knight. That is one I have not seen. Ooh. But I, I need to. I have just... Finally stumped him. That's number 34 in the grand list. <laughs> so you watch it between so go rewatch Hawkeye then watch Moon Knight <laughs> I was gonna okay, say yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have to I'll have to watch Moon Knight I remember Hawkeye so okay She-Hulk Attorney no not watch that one either okay, that's another one Ms. Marvel I haven't watched that one either I, I got those you watch bit... those in succession Moon Knight She-Hulk and Ms. Marvel is so that's work. that's what the, the plan is at some point yes right, there you go uh Thor Love and Thunder you said you've seen I this did one? see that one yeah that's okay. the and that's the last one I've seen because I haven't gotten a chance to watch uh, Wakanda Forever yet. Hey, Werewolf by Night. I did not see that one either. I didn't know that that was actually MCU canon. Okay, it actually is, it appears. And that one will be after Miss Marvel, uh, or after Thor Love and Thunder, but after Miss Marvel, you get it. You said you haven't seen Wakanda Forever. I have not. Okay, and we're down to the nitty gritty last couple Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I guess I didn't realize that had come out yet. I need to watch that one. And Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Not yet, but I plan to. Okay, so it's only like a few. You are yeah. a true Marvel fan. You've I watched am... darn near everything. I, I've watched a, a lot, Drew. Of course, you know, when you when you say it all like that, it sounds like I had no life. But what we're it's also many, saying, many years, though. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, until like the past couple of years, these were all spaced out over a span of 15 years. Yeah, so. it's like a year apiece. You get these mm-hmm. movies. So you might get yeah. a couple in the same year. But yeah, so, like, we got Iron Man and Incredible Hulk in 08, you know, back to back months. And then you don't, yeah. then we didn't get anything until May 2010. Yeah. Yeah. So. They're pretty spaced out, and we still have. <laughs> oh, there's still, still quite have a bit. nine more to go that yeah. haven't been released. There, there's a. Uh, I mean, I know that uh, there's a yeah. Captain Marvel sequel coming out. I know that. Yeah, you've got in, in the in the order they'll release mm-hmm. um, after tonight slash tomorrow. Yeah, Wasp, Guardians of the Galaxy in May on the volume 5th, three, volume three, the Marvels on July twenty eighth, mm-hmm. then. You have to wait till next year, May third, Captain America: New World Order. Then July twenty sixth of twenty four, Thunderbolts. Mm-hmm. Then Blade comes out September sixth, twenty twenty four. That's that's gonna be good because that's Mahershala Ali. Uh huh. Deadpool three in twenty twenty four, November eighth. And I have seen the first two Deadpool movies, okay. uh, which I know is is gonna count at some point. Fantastic Four, February fourth, Valentine's Day, twenty twenty five. That's insane that it's that close. Yeah. Avengers the Kang Dynasty, May 2nd, 2025. And then last but not least, Avengers Secret Wars, May 1st, 2026. It's going to be, I mean, we're talking, you know, we're three years away from some of these movies, Drew. And the hype is only going to build. Oh, it's going to be crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. 
It's gonna be crazy. Well, it's gonna um, be crazy. BJ, I believe that is all on Drew's mind. Uh, also, want to mention that The Walking Dead started filming again today with Andrew Lincoln. He's got the whole Rick uh, Rick Grimes boots back, and they're back at it getting filmed. And one of those new Walking Dead spinoffs will debut, I believe, in June. So we'll get Walking Dead here in a few months. Interesting. And so Rick Grimes is coming back for at least like yes. a cameo. So him and Michonne have their own spinoff. Oh, okay. Daryl has his own spinoff. Uh, Negan and Maggie have their own spinoff. Interesting. And I think that's that might be it. There might be one more. That I'm yeah, there's, there's a, at least three. A lot coming out with Walking Dead, just like there's a lot coming out with Marvel, and. There's a lot coming out with the WNBA. In the WNBA, VJ, there's a <laughs> few things that happened right after we recorded uh, this past week. Just you know, something quick. We had uh, Tiffany Hayes. I don't know if we mentioned that one. Um, who's going to be? Uh, who got traded to the Sun? Mm-hmm. Not a huge move, but she gets a, a new start in Connecticut out there. So that'll be interesting for her. I believe she started her career in Atlanta. It's been there the whole time. And then the big one, a four-team trade, BJ, that sent Phoenix Mercury guard Diamond DeShields to the Dallas Wings. Uh, Sika Cohn is going uh, to the Liberty. Liberty's number 20. Oh, hold on. The Wings, let me just do it as this is read here. That'll be a lot easier. <laughs> uh, Chicago Sky are going to get Marina Mabry from the Wings in a sign-and-trade. And a 2024 second from Phoenix. The Liberty are going to get rights to Leone Fibich from Chicago and a 2024 second round pick from Chicago. And right swaps to swap 2025 first round picks with Phoenix. Phoenix is going to get Michaela Onyenwede from New York, former rookie of the year. 2020, a 2024 third round pick from Chicago and a 2025 second round pick from Chicago. Dallas Wings get Diamond to Shields. From the Mercury, a 2023 and 2024 first round pick from Chicago, and rights to swap to swap the 2025 first round pick with Chicago. Whoa! That is a huge move, Drew. Whoa! Yeah, quite a bit, quite a bit going on there. Um, but BJ, it's a lot of movement going on. And initially, when I saw this, I thought that was a lot. Chicago was giving up to mm-hmm. get Marina Mabry in town and, you know, the type of capital that is, you would think uh, all-star starter or MVP level type player, you would you would move all that for. Yeah. I, I was making jokes that GMs had been watching too many NBA trades go at, go down. They were, they were <laughs> yeah. shifting around so many picks. Um, and uh, uh, I'll love to James Wade. Uh, but it was just interesting when that stuff first happened because that was a lot of picks mm-hmm. coming to Dallas for – uh, one player, I know multiple teams were involved, but uh, a lot to Dallas and not a lot given away. Yeah. So I was just kind of puzzled with the logic behind it and, you know, trying to talk to some people around the league that I knew and engage their thoughts on it. And, you know, W Twitter's initial shock on it, of course, everybody, you know, that saw that. Um, yeah. So I had to, uh, you know, just kept trying to think about why you know and mm-hmm. my question was later answered because a buddy of mine mark schindler who we have had on this show and he has his own podcast they've got now mm-hmm. um he talked to one of those gms recently that was in 
involved heavily in this deal. Uh, James Wade, he shed some light and transparency on how and why. Hey, James, good to see you. Um, so kind of going off that as well, um, you know, I was wondering, like, when you are looking at, you know, evaluating, you know, trades or, or how you're going to go about doing things, what are those staff conversations like when you're, because obviously, like you mentioned, like you guys know player personnel extremely well. Um, and that, of course, extends to, to college, like seeing how the, the prospect landscape is looking like when you're talking about like, OK, you know, like making this trade and, and you know, giving up draft capital or however you want to look at it. Like, what are those conversations like and kind of trying to gauge you know, where, where you're at from an evaluation standpoint as a staff? So the one thing with the market is I think last year uh, we built a really great team and um, I think it kind of surprised people. And um, I think the reason we were able to build a great team is because of players. And that's what I think people probably don't put in a real perspective is as you see these super teams starting to get, you know, what, what you guys proclaim as super teams. I'm just quoting from the Twitter. But sure. uh, it, what you guys proclaim to be super teams, we saw a mass exodus of great players going to play with players. So draft capital really didn't mean that much. Uh, so what, so how you stay flexible is okay. We, we traded draft capital to go get players, but those players are the players that the players want to play against. So what that does is that makes you a bigger player when it comes to free agency. Um, and I think that's the thing that, you know, we talk so much about 24 and 25 uh, draft or 23 draft. If I gave you an opportunity, if I told you and I said, hey, look here, um, I give you, you know, two choices. Uh, I'll Today, I will let you, you know, speak with our 23 and 24 draft pick every day if you want. Or you can speak with Marina Mabry. Who would you speak with? Oh, Marina, for sure. Why? Because she does yeah, more for you. know what she does, and she brings a lot of good stuff to the table. All right. Same thing here. All right. I know what she does and I know what she brings to the table. So that's who we're going to rock with. And uh, I understand that 23 and 24 draft picks could be great players. I'm not fucking planning on losing. So uh, I don't know where they're going to be at. Uh, and my thing is, I know what Marina brings. And I know that our players and other great players want to play with her. I don't know how much more they would want to play with draft pick 23 or draft pick 24 so you got to weigh those things you have to weigh those things and everything's a risk i mean that's the part of the job it's a risk and so that's what you know that's that's the risk that we were willing to take to get a, a great ball handler and and someone who we think can complement the way we want to play and the style we want to play she's tough she can shoot uh she can dribble pass and, and shoot you know, and uh, she can play she can play two positions, which makes her even more valuable. And, you know, she's at that place where she's 25, 26 years old, uh, where she's just coming into her prime. So we don't have this two year buffer that we have to wait on her to know the league. Um, and I think that's 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 a that's a, a good timing for us, especially with the players that we have, where we have 10 players that are between 25 and 30. And uh, now it's just about gelling that talent together and saying, hey, look, you guys have to sacrifice. Uh, we have a culture in place and you say you want to win. Well, this is how you do it. 
and we know that they understand the league the league enough to get it. So, um, yeah, I hope that answers your question. No, I really appreciate that. Thanks, James. Yeah. yeah. Very insightful, Drew. Uh, yeah. And I, I think he's got a great point. You know, the what could be with this, you know, future pick compared to what is now. Uh, it's, you know, I, I saw a video, Drew, kind of talking about the same thing with the NBA trade deadline. You know, trading a dollar bill for four quarters on paper is the same thing. But when you try to apply that logic to an NBA trade, four quarters does not necessarily mean you're getting $1. Like for instance, when you talked about the, the Kevin Durant trade last week, you know, Kevin Durant is absolutely the $1 bill. And I, I don't know if, if getting four quarters is, is going to even remotely come close to the value of that dollar bill. And in reality, BJ, the length of WNBA careers these days is kind of shortening. Yeah. You know, you, you know, at least since I've been in this league, so many top picks are not hardly in this league anymore and are fighting to be in this league. And yeah. give you examples like Kalani Brown's just now getting back to signing a training camp contract. Like she had signed one last year, but like that was a top pick coming off right off a championship. Like you'd think she'd be locked in as one of the, the bigs to develop and be one of the best in the league coming out. Same thing for mm-hmm. a Lauren Cox. Um and, and players such of her caliber, um, you know, talk about rookies like Crystal Dangerfield, who are now on the Dallas Wings. She was a rookie of the year in her first year, but has been bouncing around Minnesota yeah. Liberty and like, you know, getting cut from rosters and, you know, trying to find her way again. Uh, she came in undersized, you know, got a rookie of the year and it's just been uh, problematic since. So it's mm-hmm. been a struggle for players to stay in, you know, Megan Gustafson, you know, coming out fresh yeah. out of college, one of the better players in college, had a rough shake trying to get through there with the wings, didn't hardly play, you know, ended up leaving and then coming back, then went to Washington, had a little bit of fun. I think she's in Phoenix now. So she's ended up found her way back, but she's not like a big part of anybody's offense or anything. Uh, so the the careers and there were picks like uh, I think it was. I want to say Shiley Heal or a top pick for the, the sky recently. I think that was who it was, Shiley Heal. Somebody that uh, a, a young point guard that didn't last very long and, and got cut, and she hasn't been back in the league. So the link to WNBA careers for these young players, unless you are a definite star, like you know this player will translate. And like, you know, rare players coming at number one, and like Charlie so far, Charlie Collier hasn't translated so well. Yeah. You're not expecting that out of Leah Boston when you draft her this year. You're not, you're mm-hmm. not expecting a a Charlie Collier situation, you're expecting her to come in and do some H. Wilson stuff yeah. and to be a big-time premier player when she steps in because she's ready for it. Yeah. Same thing for the year after when Caitlin Clark gets into the draft. She's ready to come in, erupt, and be an all-star probably within two or three years Absolutely. because she's yeah. ready for it. Yeah, But it's not always the case, it seems, with these players, and you don't know it until they get here. And James Wade has figured that out, that he doesn't want to gamble like that. He'd rather, you know, take on players who are, you know, a few years in this league, know this league, he knows can ball, you know, obviously saying that players want to play with. People want to play with somebody like Marina, who is tough. She's a knockdown shooter. Uh, she's, She's a good part of your organization. She's nice and friendly. She knows the game. She has a high IQ. And like she said, uh, like he said, she can play two positions, one and two. She's put out shooting guard and she's played a lot of points. So mm-hmm. she's very valuable. So um, the more he talked about it, the more it's like, you really are right about the draft stock. It's really not. In this league, 
Not so much. In the NBA, I think the stock is still pretty high because you get a lot of really good players that are yeah. that are guaranteed locks to be in here. And you find some surprises later, like the Bones Highlands, mm-hmm. you know, the Isaiah Thomases of yeah. the world in previous years that emerged to be all-stars and things like that and play yeah. playoff games, important roles. But WNBA is not as, as much of a guarantee. you got to have like a top three player, and that's not even a guarantee these days. And as we see from two years ago, unless Charlie Collier just transforms and becomes something different, it's not going to translate for her as a number one pick. And, you know, uh, who knows how her career is going to turn out. But I'm not trying to pick on her or anything, but just saying that, you know, it's it's unpredictable of how these players are going to come in and handle this league. You know, especially Absolutely. now that the super team thing is kind of shifting, because now when you come in, you're coming to a lesser team that probably has a whole lot of young players with talent already, like a Dallas Wings or mm-hmm. now an Indiana Fever. I mean, you send one of these young players, you know, that are a higher draft pick to the Indiana Fever. I mean, she's got to beat out players she was playing against in college. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe she'll beat some of those out. Maybe she won't. But it also just depends on like who's playing her position as well. Like this, let's just say Indiana's up in the draft and they end up drafting a guard. Like, how's that going to work out? You just brought your former all-star pack. Yeah. You've got uh, Destani or Dest- you've Destiny, got Henny. Yeah. You got Henny out there uh, as your young point guard, and and you've got uh, they brought in somebody else as well. I can't I can't the, think of her name from the draft last year, right? The Baylor, and, Baylor woman, right? Well, I'm not. I was, I was trying to talk about the guards that are stacked yeah. up out there, but, but still, I mean, it's just hard to find time for these young players, depending on where they land at. Sometimes it's more beneficial for, you know, those young stars when they come in to be. They would fit better on a team that just was in the playoffs and needed like depth off their bench at the wing, and like that, that three guard is getting drafted third overall. You know, with, yeah. You know, a team where she doesn't fit at, and in, in this league. You can't really just draft talent and it work out. Uh, Greg Bibb has found out the hard way, it seems. You know, all, yeah. all those draft picks that he's had, he's only a couple of – I don't want to say a couple uh, necessarily have panned out. A couple have became all-stars, but, like, so many have been drafted high, kept here, underutilized, and just shipped out, quit the game, or released. You yeah. know, that's that's all that's happened here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you just – wonder how that's going to shake out in the future but james wade made it a little more clear about the capital not as not as high in stock as it maybe has been in previous years or previous drafts Mm -hmm. um or as it is like we said in the nba so and i get that and it's and it's just funny because bib holds those draft picks in such high regard he loves to stockpile them up and and james wade was just like sure take them give me a marina i don't mind so that's this... a guarantee. That's a player that he sees that could probably be a future all-star. And Absolutely. then the rest of those are gambles. Yeah. So what does this do for Chicago now making this trade? You know, all the talent that they had lost, does this suddenly make them emerge as another, you know, a, per, perhaps a playoff sleeper kind of deal to make a run? I think they could definitely be a playoff sleeper. I mean, like he's, like James Wade said, he doesn't bleep and plan on losing. Um, so, and I thought that was I thought that was amazing when I heard that earlier because I mean, you lose all the talent that he lost, um, 
yeah. and you think like you know, rebuilding Chicago yeah. for sure. Yeah. But you know, he's he's brought in Courtney Williams, he's got Marina Mabry, he's still got mm-hmm. Kalea Copper. You know, he's got some pieces to make some things work. And and I mean, if you could put something around it, you know, the those stars at the at the guard can be your nucleus there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, two of them have been former all stars and I'm sure he thinks Marina can be one. So um, absolutely you know and with the way the super team thing has shuffled it up like you've got teams that you know aces and uh washington you've got at the top right now that's mm-hmm. that's who you think is going to grab it and bring it home and then you've got everybody else is kind of trying to you've got everybody else in limbo and the, and the liberty as well yeah liberty and then everybody else is in limbo dallas just came off a 500 season they've got a lot of talent and a new coach but can they put it all together like all the shuffling of everything over the years every year is like Okay, can it now be figured out? Do you have the right pieces now? They yeah. could be that fourth best team in the league, but they could also teeter and halfway figure themselves out and halfway not like they always do. Yeah. So you don't know where they're going to land. The Minnesota Lynx, after losing Shell Reeve, they got Nafisa Collier back. Ariel Powers, you know, coming back. So who knows how the Lynx will shake up this year? Phoenix Mercury, yeah. they got a lot of players coming back, but SDS is going to miss. You'll have you'll have Griner, old Tarazi, and you know those pieces around it. That'll probably be fighting for the seven or eight seed or whatever, mm-hmm. budding at the end of the playoffs. Sparks look nice and rejuvenated. They might be a fresh playoff team. So it's a lot of a lot of uncertainty of how things are going to go. Will Will the Indiana Fever go ahead and emerge with all their young talent? Who knows? Will Atlanta they take the, the next depth? step up, maybe. Yes, and Atlanta Dream. They're looking nice. Add Alicia yeah. Gray to the to the group that they've already gotten. Yeah, uh, Ryan Howard, and you know that's that's a team that's going to be fighting for playoffs. And Seattle, are they instantly in rebuilding, or will they surprise randomly and be in the mix at like nine and ten, and it come down to like the final games of the Weekend. season, yeah, like it did kind of this year with deciding those final spots, and seeding, yeah. and all that. So we don't know until well. The Dallas Wings started out hot last year, undefeated on the road, one of the best records in the league, and then they finished in the middle of the pack, yeah. and. You know, didn't get out of the first round. You know, won, won a playoff game still yeah. and hosted one. So cool and all that. But you never know until you get out there and you see the product and how the pieces are going to fit together. And we still have a draft. So we don't know what yeah. all the pieces are going to even be like together. And these these players got to make it through training camp. Some players that we saw last year may not be there anymore. How's the rotation going to go? Who's starting? What type of offense are these teams running? So yeah. a lot of question marks surrounding it all. But Shout out again to James Wade for the clarity on this stuff today. And, and I'm on his side with it now. I, I, I am too. Absolutely. That there's definitely a lot more stock for sure. in the NBA side of drafts and their draft picks, as opposed to the WNBA yeah. mainly. And I think what's that, what's got him set in that for sure is that high draft pick last year at that point guard or at that guard that just didn't pan out. And he ended up cutting after like a month or less. Yeah. And, so, and I mean, how I many think, times, how many that, times does that have to happen before you kind of just say, you know what, let me prove, let me get a proven commodity and, as opposed to trying to, you know, take a gamble and, and bring someone up myself. Kind right. Of, so know. he learned his lesson immediately and he's like, you know what? I trust players over picks. Let's go. Absolutely. I'm with it. I'm with it, Mr. James Wade. Salute <laughs> to you. It's good and, that you say you're with it there. Uh, hey. You'll be playing some with it or quit it here in a moment. Hey, yeah. Uh, other final news, uh, real quick. I, I didn't know if, if you'd gotten a chance to say anything, you know, uh, reigning six player of the year, Brianna Jones re-signed with Connecticut on a one-year deal. Um, uh, that was earlier this week. 
you know, obviously Connecticut trading away John Quell Jones. Does this keep them kind of in that middle of the pack range where they seem to be right now in my book? Yeah, the Sun, we don't know what they're going to look like. They're going to they're probably going to be one of those teams down at the bottom. That's what you're going to anticipate. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't able to retain a lot of important things. I mean, Alyssa Thomas and Dewana Bonner are still out there too. So yeah. they'll probably be as feisty as they were a couple of years ago when, uh, th- when they didn't have, uh, when they were kind of a middle of the pack team that somehow made it to like the conference fi- or the, uh, the semifinals. Yeah. But uh, we don't know, like I said, until these yeah. sons step out on the court and we see them, we're not, we're not entirely sure yet. But my guess is they're going to be at the bottom and they might give teams trouble for the final playoff spots. Absolutely. Until we see them take the court, which is rapidly approaching come in May, you know, the draft will be early April and we'll see the regular season start up in late May and and we'll know the playoff chase by August of this coming season. Since you brought that up, BJ, I did, did want to tab back into these other updates. I had forgot about them. Got on off a r- little rant there. Uh, it's okay. Chicago, James Wade and them re-signed Rebecca Gardner. Uh, she was crucial last year and an all-defensive mm-hmm. player and all-rookie team uh, this last year. So she's going to be crucial. They got they have a really strong core of guards out there. Rebecca Gardner, uh, Marina Mabry, Courtney Williams, Kalea Copper. That's nice. I, I bet he probably flexes. Kalea out to play some three this year and maybe her or Gardner because that's a lot of guards and they need to shuffle mm-hmm. that rotation properly. So he'll, he'll, yeah. he'll probably get it figured out, play a little bit kind of small ish up to Rebecca Gardner's kind of tall. So, I mean, it's Absolutely, really not playing yeah. small at all, but, and uh, Mariah Jefferson has signed with the Mercury yeah. former Dallas wings guard and links guard most recently. Uh, just short of 11 points and five assists this last year after leaving Dallas in Minnesota. Uh, she'll be a nice little addition out there in Phoenix, especially if she can stay healthy like she did in Minnesota for the for the better part of the year last year. I've always liked Mariah. She, it was just always a health concern in Dallas for me. She's a good little player that can help you out. You fit her in the right place. And that's that's the place – I think if you could find somewhere else, that would have been a good, that's a good spot. So I think we're pretty caught up on everything in terms of free agency. So we can yeah. now slide into that good old with it or quit it beach. Until we, we get inevitably off the air and more happens and we'll be back to go over anything that uh, transpires in next week's episode. Absolutely. We'll be keeping our eye on any more developments with the free agency moves around the WNBA. But now, as Drew mentioned, it's time for him to step into the winner's circle, let's hope, and get to play a little game game of some with it or quit it. Now, yeah. Drew, back in BJ's best, we were talking about the Super Bowl. And so question number one, this Super Bowl that we just saw play out is a top five Super Bowl all time, despite the controversial, in air quotes, ending. With it or quit it? Mm, I don't know. I'm just going to say quit it just because it's a lot of Super Bowls and I'd have to think back for a mm-hmm. second. Because I remember watching some that I know I really liked and I just I don't know where it would rank. I, I like a 28-3 comeback, honestly. <laughs> that was sickening to watch him do it. But that's, yeah. it was phenomenal to, uh, you know, actually watch happen. Crazy yeah. enough. Um, 
We've had some, some pretty one decent the, ones the past couple of years. Yeah, and one of those Super Bowls I won some, some nice money on. <laughs> that always helps, right? Oh, yeah. Um, no, I'll go quit. I'll, quit I'll just go quit it. Just go okay. with the field and say that there's a good chance that there's five Super Bowls that are better. Sounds like a plan. All right. Number two. Okay. So, Drew, you are a fast walker that gets irritated if someone is walking slowly in front of you. you with it? Or are you going to quit it? With it. A hundred percent. With it. I'm with it in the car too. I hate it. <laughs> uh, it drives me nuts. Especially if you're trying to get somewhere and they're, they're driving the speed limit or they're yeah, driving slower than the speed yeah, limit. Man. Oh, that's uh, the worst. Yeah. And especially, like if I'm just walking a normal pace and, and somebody's walking just incredibly slow for no reason or they're just super old and i can't get around them oh my god <laughs> i can't stand it dude it gets well, so frustrating because i'm just like are you gonna get out of everyone's way literally well we'll be that age one day drew that's only that's why i don't you know try to let it get to me that much is that i'm yeah. gonna remember how mad i was at old people when i'm old i'm like you know what i probably shouldn't be driving maybe my grandson should be taking me to dollar general right now <laughs> or dollar general 3.0 by the time we're old yeah dollar general plus or whatever they call yeah, it in the dollar future <laughs> dollar and 50 cent general dollar and 50 cent. oh man general. all yeah. right so drew's with it and he has quit the first one so we've got an even split through two now, question number three. Okay. With all the parity we've seen in men's college basketball, this streak will continue of no repeat champions. We will not see a repeat champion through the rest of the decade. Are you with it? Or are you going to quit it? Through the rest of the decade? Yeah. Ooh. Do you know, happen to know the last time we saw a repeat champion in college basketball? UNLV? No, it's been more recent than you know, B. Good guess, though. Duke, wait, did Duke go back-to-back? Uh, no. In the 90s, yes, but yeah. it, there's been a team more recent than Duke. Mm. That's, this is hard. It, Nova didn't go back-to-back. They were like Nova two, did two not. and they, three they, years. Yeah. Uh... No, I, I give up. I don't know. It was Billy Donovan's Florida squads in oh, the late aughts, 06, 07, 07, 08. Al Horford. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And joking, no, I'm pretty sure, too, was on that team. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah okay. So, they, so they're the, the last team to win back-to-back titles. So basically the question is, does Kansas win it this year? Or are they if they don't win it, do we see a team emerge in the next – you know, six years or so through the rest of the decade. That I'll goes say back quit it. Back. You're going to say quit I'll it? Say you think they'll be back-to-back? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, No, I'm with it that there won't be. Okay. Sorry. So you're going to say that we're going to see no repeat champion the rest Correct. of the decade. Okay. Number four, another philosophical point for you, Drew. Okay. You, Mr. Okay. Drew Ivory, you would rather be the richest man in the world as opposed to the smartest man in the world. With Ooh. it or quit it? I feel like if I was the smartest man, I could become the richest man. That's that's what I'm saying. I think that's the case. 
I think I want to be the smartest man. I'm not even gonna lie to you, because I, if I'm that smart, I could find a way to make money. I don't have to be absolutely the richest. I could still be rich, but you don't. Yeah, have to I want to be the smartest man for sure. Because so quit it. Oh man. Oh yeah. Awesome. I, I feel like me being too smart would be such a problem. That's why I keep myself at bay a lot. Whack my head, <laughs> whack my head on this wall, be like, be a little dumb. Be a little dumb tomorrow. Well, if if you got brilliant insight, that uh, that's always appreciated in my book. So I, I, would, I think I'm right there with you. I would just use some powers for evil. <laughs> is the thing. I'd be like, I'm too smart to not take advantage of this opportunity. Yeah. I'm too smart not to place these wagers strategically. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Drew. Last but not least, you ready for number five? Yes. Okay. Oh, and to finish that, quote, knowledge is power. So Knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Money, you can make money. Number five. Yeah. Outside of the NBA All-Star Weekend, Drew. The sporting event that you are most excited for this weekend is the return of the XFL. Are you with it or are you going to quit it? Wasn't even thinking about it. I did. I do know that I did see not too long ago that it was coming back and like it was recent. Like I saw the week away thing like last mm-hmm. week, but it wasn't even registering for this weekend like at all. Yeah. I'm not even thinking about it. Like So that's gonna, honestly like a quit it. To honest, honestly, though, yeah, quit it. And there's honestly just not been enough hype on it. Is, is it just me? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I haven't seen it. Like, there's no I've commercials. Seen, like, I've seen, yeah, I've seen, I've seen more on social media, but like, it hasn't been extensive or anything. You know, there definitely hasn't been a bunch of commercials. I've seen more ads for the USFL, which is returning like in six weeks or something like that, than I have for the XFL. Yeah, it's been um, pretty sad. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think that it's because, um, you know, this this is not something that is being done by Fox and NBC. I think this is an ESPN ABC only deal now, or if I'm not mistaken, yeah. or something like that. Um, but I know that Fox was involved back in 2020 when they first came back. And then, of course, COVID pause, shut down, everything like that. But also this weekend, Drew, Daytona 500, one of okay. the biggest events in uh, – uh, in sports, especially if you're a, a motorsports fan, watching. you're not gonna be watching that. Not gonna be <laughs> no. Not gonna be watching Luis I'm... Perez making his return with the Vegas Vipers to Arlington. Oh no, Take probably not. I'll probably forget the games are even happening. I'm not gonna lie to you. Be, <laughs> be thinking like ah, NBA All Star festivities. NBA All Star, and I'm, I'm sure uh, a lot of big time action in college hoops this weekend too. Oh there's, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. Last weekend hey. we had. One and three in women's sports with uh, South Carolina and LSU. Both were undefeated. AU's got their draft. Hold on. What day is it? Yeah, AU drafts on Sunday Okay. at 11 a.m. AU Athletes Unlimited draft for the first week on Sunday. We'll have to keep an eye on that and and talk about it Yeah, next week. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's with it or quit it, Drew, and that is almost the end of the episode. Is um, well, that's the end of the episode. You got something else? I was just saying, I thought we were going to say hello to our friends over at Fanatics and T Public before. Oh, yeah, we, we always, always do that. We always yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, 
Make sure you get on over to T Public, ladies and gentlemen. Take advantage and get that stuff while it's hot. I know we're not too far away from spring break, so you might be starting to think tank top and t-shirts again. But if it's mm-hmm. still cold in your area, like it is off and on here, mm-hmm. you can get My you pole. a hoodie yeah. still. You can still <laughs> get a hoodie. Uh Plenty of it there. You can catch it while it's on sale up to 35% off site-wide. If you don't catch it while it's on sale, you got to get $80 worth to get free shipping. But that free shipping is definitely worth it. So either way, hey, get get your merch, get stocked up. Don't forget, also, Drew, if you are – we talked about the big game. You Kansas City fans, Super Bowl merch is Mm. available over at Fanatics. You can get you some Super Bowl championship Kansas City, you know, they've got this a, a nice football helmet that has LVII champions on it. Super Bowl with the Kansas City logo hats, shirts. It looks Do they like have a is... Mama Kelsey half and half? I... No, probably not. <laughs> say, That's Mama an exclusive. The only one that gets the yeah. half and half. But that would be interesting if they made that more widely available. But so you want to get some All Star Weekend merch? There's the All Star jerseys are, I believe, on sale over at Fanatics. It's almost baseball season. They got tops baseball cards over on Fanatics. You can get a lot of good stuff. And right now, Drew, at least through the rest of the night, you can get free shipping in the United States on orders over $29 by using code 29SHIP. That is 29SHIP over at Fanatics. Use the link in our description. Go get you some merch and Check it all out. Get some good deals. Get you ready for another weekend of great hoops action. Yes, indeed. A lot of sports going on this weekend. And make sure you guys follow us on social media at the underscore lowdown. That's T-H-A underscore lowdown on Twitch, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Go drop that follow. Yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That's the episode. As we said, we're going to have to catch you again next week for another episode of the Lowdown Sports Show.